Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. And this year of the show, we're doing overall topics and finding ideas within those topics. We have a few topics left within the overall topic of classroom objects. We're going to move over, God willing, to household objects. These items are not set in stone. They are flexible. I just classified them based on how I thought of them, what series topic we're in within the overall overall show of OT Talk. So let's continue and finish up the last few topics, quote unquote, within classroom objects. We're talking about crayons. Crayons are awesome. It's fun to use them. It's great to use them. But why is it so important besides for the pens and the pencils and the other utensils and items we see in the classroom and for adults to use them also? Why is it so important? We'll tell you why. It's good for bilateral coordination, getting both hands and arms involved, especially for the hand to hold the paper and the hand to use the crayon and hold the crayon properly. There is a way to hold the paper. You have to angle it in such a way that the hand that's not using the crayon, which is usually the non-dominant hand, is holding the paper at a certain angle while you're holding the crayon, hopefully with the right grasp that we'll tell you about. Again, it's the tripod, and we'll give some ideas, some suggestions of crayons that you can use to promote that grasp from a very young age. Even my little three-year-old, I say, how do you hold it right? Let's hold it right. And make sure you start young and get them to hold it right throughout their whole life. It's also good for spatial awareness. We want to make sure they understand the picture, they're coloring in the picture, they see the whole aspect of the picture, they're coloring in the lines, and they're making sure to go to completion to understand the full picture of what they're drawing and what they're doing. It's good for dexterity of the fingers and the hands as they're working the picture, shading the picture, coloring in the picture to its completion. It's good for endurance. We want to make sure they get to that completion and they stay with the task, they stick with the task, and they see it to its fruition to the end of the task. We want to make sure they have good self-confidence. When you color a picture, you draw a picture and you color it in and you have that finished product, it's a good feeling. It's a nice feeling. Even when I'm doing pictures with my students, I do a picture while they do a picture, even if it's a very simple picture and I can never figure out how to draw a neck, even if it's just the head, the body, the legs, and the arms, and I color it in, I say, ah, this is Mr. T's picture. This is what I'm going to show for my work with my student, and we make sure that they have the confidence also. It's also good for locativity to make sure they could locate where their hands are, where their arms and elbows are. If that's not a word, then we're making it up and we're using it to make sure they know where the hand is holding the paper down also. We want to make sure that it's task completion is involved, that they see to it and they finish it like we mentioned before. They don't just start the task and wander off in the middle of the task, but they see to it and they finish it. That's important for later on in life also. You start a task, you should finish it. Don't do things half-witted. Do it the full way. And it's good for color matching, color identification, and color recognition. And if you're doing color by numbers and color by letters, which we love, and it's a big fad for adults to do that. I even bought that for my wife last year, and it's not so easy We want to make sure they recognize the numbers or recognize the letters and they recognize the colors that are in the letters and in the numbers. So crayons are awesome. It's great for fine motor and gross motor strength, especially if the whole arm is involved in shading a large area, coloring a large area, that whole upper extremity, the arm form and the shoulder and the elbows involved. Of course, the fingers and the hands are involved as well, holding that crayon properly and doing the fine details of the picture. So you get fine motor and gross motor strength. And we'll give some other ideas in this episode as well to involve more than just fine motor usage, more than just literally coloring on a paper to use these crayons, get kids used to crayons and holding the crayons and being a part of their daily life, especially in school and especially as adults. It's a great recreation. It's a great play and leisure idea within the IEDLs 
and within the areas of occupations, I mean, excuse me, for our daily life. So it's a tool of the classroom, not just pens and pencils, staplers, erasers, and scissors, but it's a crucial tool, especially for kids as they grow up to use it properly. There's sensory processing skills involved in using the crayons also, the tactile element of holding the crayon, holding it properly, not putting too much pressure and breaking it like I had students last year. We had to teach them not to break the crayon, to put less pressure, but also gives that proprioceptive movement to the finger joints and the hand joints, and it gives the visual of seeing the finished product. And it also, when you're talking about it and discussing it, there's auditory elements and vocalizing as well. We want to make sure they're doing it right, holding it right, getting the right pencil grasp with using the crayon. So we wanted to generalize and transfer. That's what we talk about. Even when using a touchscreen device, please use that stylus to get the proper grasp as well. So we could all transfer, translate and generalize. And it's good for line awareness. They know where to color in the line, where to color in the picture, how to stay with the picture. And it's good with hand eye or coordination also to make sure what they see is what they color and what they color is what they see. So what are the crayons out there? There are many different types of crayons, many different things you could use in art, but starting with little, little kids, you could even give them the jumbo crayon. You could give them the egg crayon. It looks like an egg and it's a, it's a full grasp getting all those fingers around it, but at least they have the ability to hold it and they could color with it. The sidewalk chalk is also huge and it's like a crayon, but it's for the outdoors. We try to only keep it outdoors, but we're not so successful with that. And you hold it with the whole hand. They're large crayons that are a little bigger than the regular crayons. There's even jumbo crayons, which is a step back from large crayons. I don't know why they call them large and jumbo. It should be like medium and large. But large is not as large as you think. Jumbo is really the way to go to start with little ones after graduating from the egg crayons or the palm grip crayons, they call them also. Then you go to jumbo crayons. Then you could go to large crayons. You could also do tripod grasp crayons, which are basically triangular crayons in the shape of a triangle, which all is trying to promote the proper grip. So we take a step back to graduate for the future. Once we get those down pat, the kids are holding the crayons right. We can move over to the better types of crayons. And then we could go to those skinny crayons that we all grew up with and that we all know very well, but it's not easy to use those. So make sure we have it before we move on. In school, I tried different variations with my students of different crayons. In the classroom, they have the little, little crayons. But this year, I got different types of crayons. I got one from Big Kids tries it. And then we we have the jumbo ones. We have the triangle ones. Depending on what the kid needs, what the kid likes, I have to formulate their fingers to be in the proper position to have that tripod grasp, the thumb on one side and the pointer and the and the middle finger on the other side, but they hold the crayons the right way, hopefully. But there are other types of crayons, and we're also going to mention how wonderful color pencils are as well. We did pencils yesterday, but I just wanted to mention there are colored pencils. There are many different types. This year, I found that they actually make erasable colored pencils, which I think is phenomenal. So you can use the colored pencils, and it's not permanent. It's not set in stone. It's able to be erased even if you make a mistake, which is great. They also make scented colored pencils, and they make erasable pens as well. Big Kids makes very cool stuff. Also, we don't have endorsement. It's just stuff that I got this year, and they make cranes and the like as well. They have oil pastel crayons, which are very cool for art. Those can't be erased, of course. They're twist crayons. Crayola has a ton of them, and it might not be the best price, but they have very good products, so we like them. And you twist it up and you twist it down. It's a little easier to not break them or lose them, and it ensures that it's a little less messy. But, of course, those are not as wide as the other ones we talked about, so use the wider ones first. There's also crayons for the bath. My kids love crayons, but they color all over the walls of the house. So I said we'll give them sidewalk chalk for the outside and bath crayons for the inside. So when they go to the bath, they know they have crayons, color, color, 
and they know that they could use it in the bath. It's washable and it comes out and then you could decorate and make the bathtub look beautiful and that becomes its own activity and then bath time could be more fun for those of you out there who have kids who don't like bath time. Get bath crayons, bathtub crayons and bath markers. The markers aren't as great but at least they're washable and at least it's something that they could hold and use. There are glitter crayons which are Probably a little messy, especially the glitter can get everywhere, but it's very fancy, especially for those girls who like the sparkle out there. There are neon crayons and metallic crayons, different types of colors. I remember using metallic when I was a kid. I really liked it. It's like a bold, bold colors, not flavors, but bold colors and bold look to it. And then there's construction paper crayons, color sticks, and window crayons, crayons that could be used on the windows. There are also dry erase crayons, which I found last year. Dry erase is always very cool, and we talked about dry erase in the episode last year. Please go see it if you're interested. But they have dry erase crayons, so you're holding the crayon. It's a little larger than the little crayons, and it can be wiped down, so you could use it, use it, and reuse it. And then there are fabric crayons also that could be used on fabric to decorate the fabric. We're going to stop here and continue with part two next time on OT Talk with Mr. T. Join us as we continue with the wonderful crayons and classroom objects here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.